ready? Yeah. I think we just start flying with this We one. just got to go. We just fly. <laughs> All right. So welcome. This is Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. My name's Kalina. And I'm Saylette. And uh, this is a podcast for paranormal romance. We read it. We discuss it. <laughs> We review it. We live it. We, we love it. Well, do we live it all that much? We we don't live it. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my head a lot. Yeah. Especially when I get into Lexi's books. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, before we get into that Ooh. mush pit of, that's not a word, of goodness. Yes. I'm going to give you a quickie. Wait, were you done doing your intro? Sure. <laughs> we said so, things. We said things. You guys we're know what we're doing. We're podcast review for Normal Romance. Thank you for joining us. We... Love you guys. Love you. Quickie. Okay. This has to solve an age-old question that has been here since the beginning of time. Pancakes or waffles? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. Okay. Two answers. (laughs) If I am making it, pancakes. I don't have a waffle maker. That's hard. Everything's difficult. Pancakes are easy (laughs) and I like making pancakes. I like to make pancakes on snowy days, like when we have a, you know, no school or no no work or no whatever Mm -hmm. because of a snow day, an unexpected stay-at-home day. I like Mm -hmm. to make pancakes. But if (laughs) – I do really love waffles, though. Like Eggos yeah, really good. Oh, yeah. And I like ordering a big, giant Belgian waffle out because they're so big and fluffy. And then you put all the butter in all the nooks. Crispy. (sighs) Yep. Then I also really like French toast. Oh, (laughs) look at you kicking in an extra thing. I don't know how B and Luke are going to like this, but I I know. Okay. Throwing it all out the window. But changing the game. I rarely, I almost never order pancakes out. Never. Okay. Not, like, even if they're aside, I'd turn them into toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that answers that. I, but I do like to make them at home for special occasions. Yeah. I don't order any at all. I know. Ever. I always, always just do savory. toast Savory. Well. Sour it's so hard. Oh, I will. I would choose savory over sweet any Every, day like, it's like, this yeah. is all completely hypothetical because mm-hmm. when I go to a restaurant for breakfast, I am 100% getting <laughs> We eat breakfast together a lot. Yes. And has either of us ever ordered? No. Never, not once. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but I'm with you on that. I think it depends. Sure. Uh, the, I like, have you ever gone to Danny Carnations? It's off of like Wads and something or another. No. They have the best fucking pancakes. Okay. They are so crispy and sweet and fluffy. They, and they just like melt in your mouth. They are so good. So, so good. Waffles? Like you said, egos, you can't fucking beat egos. Oh, God, and I have a Hello great. Kitty waffle maker. Oh, um, well, there you go. That I make for the boys with pancake batter. That's what waffles are. Isn't it? Yeah. it or is it? Yeah, I mean, Belgians might be different? slightly, Belgian waffles okay. are different, but for your basic, you just put pancake batter in a waffle maker. Okay, I thought maybe I was doing something wrong. No, you're like, fine. I don't even care. You're fine. This, they just want Hello Kitty faces. You're okay, fine. You're, you're completely fine. <laughs> That's what they are. Good. All right. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. And that all comes up because of our book Fantastic. this week, mm-hmm. which was Forbidden Bonds by Lexi Foss. Mm-hmm. It's the second in the Immortal Curse series. We read Blood Laws. Laws. I almost said lines and then I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Blood Laws a couple of months back. Like a year, year ago. I think yeah. it was a year ago. <laughs> a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we finally decided to go on. We're going to read the second one. Mm-hmm. This is Saylette's favorite. She's read the whole series that's out so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the next one. I ones. have not <laughs> at all. <laughs> and this one we got to do audiobook because she has um, produced them as mm-hmm. audio by now. Which yep. when we first did Blood Laws, it was just a physical book we had to read. Yeah. Or an e-book. I read an e-book. But... And I read the book book. But yeah, now, so we get we get a narrator for this go mm-hmm. through and we get to go a little bit further into this world yep. that we first introduced you to with Isaac and stuff. Yeah. So who are we meeting this time? We meet Amelia and Tom. I think you should no, do. No, I can't. It's God God damn it. I have been trying to put it in my head this whole day about how Saylette can present this book and do the clit snows. No, <laughs> I can barely describe how much I like pancakes. 
you <laughs> it's gotta be you otherwise okay. people are like what the All right. fuck is she trying to say so at the end of the first book we find out that isaac's sister amelia who he has thought dead for six years is actually alive and in captivity of the crf which is the evil organization run by jonathan mm-hmm. and his son tom and well it's run by jonathan. well it's run by jonathan <laughs> tom is part of it <laughs> We'll get there. We'll Obviously, get there. they're going to find out real soon. <laughs> also, hopefully they've read the book. They know what I'm talking about. Stas is working for the CRF. She has been interning for while she was finishing up, you know, in college and then her uh, master's and is now going to start being trained as their first ever female sentinel. She's secretly actually a triple agent because they think she's a double agent, but she's not. Whatever. <laughs> That's not part of this book. Anyway, all the hydrogen. Drarians. Drarians. Hydrarians. Sorry, we messed up a lot of pronunciations at the first go round. Yeah, we, we didn't. This time. We didn't have we did. someone tell us how That's to right. say it. We, didn't. we did not. <laughs> so the Hydrarians, which are one of the immortal groups, the ones that are descendant from Ikorians, mm-hmm. which we think are somehow descendant from angels, but that's not important yet. Not we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Amelia is a Hydrarian. She's one of them. She's now, instead of being dead for six years, has been captured and tortured for six years. So they are going to try to figure out how to get her out. Tom, Jonathan's son, who is also a fledgling, meaning he will eventually become a Hydrarian, but believes that no one would support him because that's what his father has told him his whole life mm-hmm. is that the Hydrarians will hate him because of what he's done. He's worked for the CRF for his, you know, killing immortals and the Ikorians don't like him because they hate fledglings and hydrarians right they will kill him so everyone's gonna tom thinks everyone's gonna kill him he's starting to not like his father very much he's starting to see the cracks he found amelia a couple years ago it's like what's going on why are you keeping an innocent woman kidnapped in the basement well he didn't he knew about some of the experimenting but he didn't know about the full-on like beating and torture until just right before Mm -hmm. the end of book one yeah he saw her beat up for no fucking reason and that's when he lost it with his father. And they decide to move her. He convinces his father, along with the help of another agent, uh, Stark, that it might be dangerous to keep Amelia on the premises if they're going to train Stas, because she would probably not take well to a captive woman in mm-hmm. the basement. Uh, that might not go down in her world with positivity. So let's get her <laughs> off premises to prevent that from happening. So he sent, you know, Jonathan sends his son Tom up to the cabin with Amelia. This is his old childhood home. It's where his mother was killed and he doesn't like it very much and now he has to go and babysit yep. a uh, potential threat but also a woman who's been tortured for six years. And so he's like not a lot, not happy with a lot of things. He's he's working on plans to get away from his father. So they're up at the cabin. They start to fall in love because that's what happens when two people <laughs> are in a tense situation for long weeks at a time together. He starts treating her like a real person. He's not going to keep her chained up. He gives her a little bit of a white lie about the, the collar the blowing up mm-hmm. if she were to leave the 200 feet away from the cabin or whatever. She does have a collar. It suppresses her natural gifts. So she can't transform herself or use her mental capacities to, you know, impart wisdom, which are her two hydrarian gifts that mm-hmm. she has. So they become friendly. They learn about each other. They're fine, whatever. Jonathan is getting suspicious. He doesn't understand. He's, he's, he doesn't trust his son. He thinks something might be going on. He sets a trap for him. They all fall in the trap. She kills this awful doctor named Anita, which is super cool because Anita sucked. And Amelia yeah. feels real bad about it, but she shouldn't because that lady was awful. She's and she had Dr. a couple. Ming- well, how do you say it? Mengele. Yeah, from yep. from World War II mm-hmm. with the Nazis. Yeah, she's, yep. a, she's on par with him. So yep. that's how awful this person was. Yeah. So they go on the run. They, you know, hide out. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're running around the city. Ah, ah, where are they going to go? Naturally, they finally go to her, her brother, Isaac, from the first book. There's a lot of animation happening right now. You guys don't see it, but I do. <laughs> I have to talk with my hands. <laughs> so they escape. They go to her brother, Isaac. They end up on Hydraria with all of the other immortals and then, you know, they're so happy to have Amelia home. But really, is it's not the same Amelia they all used to know. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot has happened in six years. She's been changed and she's had to toughen up. And she was a 
pampered and and sheltered person before and that's Mm -hmm. just not the same person that is back and she has this love for tom they fall in love they need each other they they fill a hole that both of them have had and uh they want to kill him all the other guys want to kill they want to kill tom tom because he He is jonathan's son yep and he used to kill the immortals (laughs) and they don't like that and so there's a big to do about whether they will or will not kill him stas shows up she doesn't want him dead she you know he's her friend Mm -hmm. and uh some shit happens and now he becomes a hydrarian <laughs> they do kill him technically <laughs> they kill his mortal self and he is reborn as a hydrarian yeah after your fledgling dies 12 hours later they come back as a hydrarian yes unless they are burnt or decapitated yes yeah which is what oh i can't see that never mind <laughs> so that's a different book <laughs> anyway so then jonathan pulls some shenanigans threatening to kill tom's aunt his mother's sister who he thinks is his only family left and if he doesn't return and turn in amelia and to do a swap yeah um, and then he could you know convince us like anyway they all play each other for a bit and at the end jonathan is left thinking that Amelia's dead Tom, his son is dead, and well, and then he he did kill the aunt anyway. Yeah, he did. <laughs> she turned out to be an well, evil person, and I is. just we have to talk about her for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, but we will get to it. <laughs> and so the Hydrarians know a lot more now than they used to. They have a lot of inside information. They are setting up some things. They have to kind of go about. They want Jonathan to feel like he's won a little bit because they got to bring him down because he sucks real yeah. bad. Yeah. And everybody, everybody, it's like, I got dibs. Everybody's <laughs> calling dibs. <laughs> There's seriously like eight people who are like yep. in a line. Like, yep. I know I get no, a hit. No, 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 me. It's, no, he's no, mine. Let's all just cut off a little piece of him and <laughs> beat it to death. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so yeah. So and then at the end, Tom and Amelia are both full Hydrians now. Mm-hmm. And they live on the isle, island of Hydrarian. Hydraria. Hydraria. They're hydrarians. So I think we should start that off yes. with that. First, the pronunciation of the words because we... We botched it we botched all it. kinds of ways <laughs> in the last episode. And like you said, the benefit of having somebody read it to you. Joel Frumkin. He yes. did a very good job. Yes, he did. And so for Ikorian... Ikorian. Mm-hmm. Kalina was saying Ikorian. I was saying Ikorian. <laughs> So it's really just our both of them together. Had sex Ikorian. and produced Ikorian. <laughs> Ikorian. So, and then we were just saying hydrin. We were we were lazy or something. We like missed we a whole like, syllable. Oh, so <laughs> so it is, it's it's not hydrian. It's hydrarian. hydrarian. Yes, with hyd- and hydraria. Hydraria is the island. I think in I was calling it hydria. I don't I know. I don't know what I, don't I was know. probably calling it hydra. And that's a whole other story. We were calling her Stas instead of yeah. Stas. Stas. It's Stas. Yeah. Not Stas. That but does sound... I had a problem, remember? Well, her name's so fucking beautiful. Stasia is yes. way prettier than Stas. <laughs> and... Or Stas. I was saying Stas, and I was like, that's not pretty. I was saying pretty. Stas, too. And that's not pretty. I guess Stas is slightly prettier, but not much i'd still go with astasia <laughs> if my name was astasia oh astasia is such a beautiful name like, yeah. i love it but then but isaac calls her aya which i think is cute i don't know it is cute it, I, I don't get it it's like the first letter and the last syllable aya oh. astasia aya you did it for me i couldn't put it together i love it i love it. i think it's great i just was like sure whatever <laughs> yeah it works yeah. So, so now we have Amelia and Tom, though. And now we have uh, Amelia and That's Tom. This book. Yep. And it's one. And this one, out of all of them, and you guys can all guess why. <laughs> it's the whole I've been Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome thing. <laughs> she loves the friend, the know. the enemies to lovers trope. It's, you love the enemy I to lovers. Do. There's something so enticing about forbidden love, about that love that you're not supposed to have but you want it so much Mm -hmm. and you're fighting yourself for it i think that's what it is i think it's the 
Because I'm all about understanding and connecting with what you really feel inside, you know, like Mm -hmm. just fucking give it a chance. And so when you're trying to fight it so much, I'm just so intrigued by it. And so like I always I love it when it plays out, Mm -hmm. whether they fall in love or whether they not. But he never abused her in any way. Obviously, I think he could have. And he knows it himself that he could have, you know, helped try to save her before but he had he was lost he didn't know what his dad was feeding him and teaching he, yes. him and stuff he as as... in a way a very real way was a 20-year victim of jonathan yes like he himself. we find mm-hmm. out from this book that nothing in his history is accurate right. like he has this vivid story of when his mom died you know he tried to save her and he gets to the cabin too late, finds his dad covered in her blood and her dead. And his dad is telling him that Isaac Wakefield has done this. Yep. And he just like the trauma of, you know, his mom's massacred, mutilated body Mm -hmm. in his childhood home. And then his dad saying, this is what's happened. Yep. And then the only person left in his life is his aunt, her sister, sister. Mm -hmm. who provides that maternal care to him find out she's a turncoat bitch we just find that out in this book but anyway so for i mean so he he his training by his father's hand was merciless and cruel Mm -hmm. um he was always like punished in really terrible ways like he knew uh before he found out about his aunt he still loved his aunt and thought she was his aunt and all of this good stuff um his father basically implied that if while he had amelia at the cabin if she found out about her he was going to have to kill his aunt yeah like that was going to be his punishment if he fucked up yep was to kill the last relative yep of the mother that he right of his long lost yeah Yeah. mom that he lost at a young age Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this dude sucks so yeah so tom is the original victim, yes. you know, and it's so hard because in the first book we had issues with him because he's sending Stas off on what seems like danger, like to putting her life to her in. death. I mean, pretty much. Yes, he Thank basically God Isaac was there. But. Yes, could have gotten her killed, mm-hmm. and he doesn't come off all that great. And you can't tell if he's being sincere, like that. He just really wanted to ha- her to see and right. understand, like who he was. Yeah, but he didn't. You know, he couldn't tell her directly and all this stuff. But now seeing Tom throughout this book, you see that this is a man coming to terms with like 20 years of brainwashing and manipulation by his father. And it's still his father. It's easy to just be like, oh, well, he's an asshole. Don't love him anymore. (laughs) You know, or don't listen to him anymore. Or just don't believe anything he's ever told you. Like even at the very end, he still thought. Even though he knew what man his father was, he he found Amelia in the basement. He'd seen his father beat her for no reason. Yep. He knew about the experiments. She, you know, she had told him everything he'd done to her for six years. He didn't like his father, but he still believed the truth, like that what he thought was the truth was that Isaac had right. killed his mom because his right. dad had said so. And he still was believing that even though you'd be like, well, he's lied about everything else. Why don't you examine that? <laughs> <laughs> What was the one thing that he had to hold on to? Exactly, because it shaped his whole mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Like his mother's death shaped his buying into this whole system of we have to kill Ikorians. Right. It justifies the killing. It justifies the torture. Well, It, it, it justifies you know. a lot of his life, like yeah. the training, the going off um, on dangerous foreign missions, the, mm-hmm. like putting him into military school for most of his childhood, like turning him into the perfect soldier only makes sense in light of his mother was murdered by one of these things and he has yep. to avenge her. Yep. But now all of that crumbles around him and he's lost. And so he finds in Amelia, instead of somebody who is broken through the torture and bitter, she still has this resilience of mm-hmm. like light and love inside of her that's really impressive because yeah. six years. Yeah. I would not be in a good shape. (laughs) And I mean, she really isn't the same person that she was before. No. She's got more fight in her and she finds her agency. So if she, and with the help of Tom, because he teaches her how to fight and how to use a gun and they have like little sparring matches and stuff like that. He teaches her things that her brothers and Eli never taught her. Eli was her, he was one of the elders that was killed. He was her he was her lover, husband partner. slash long term life partner. Yeah, they were life. <laughs> they partners. weren't married, but yeah, yeah, they'd been together forever. And- yeah, 
Because everybody just kind of walked on eggshells around her and protected her. Because she was the daughter of a duchess, and like they princessed like, her. Yeah, they princessed her. She princessed herself a she, little bit yeah. too, but mm-hmm. she she allowed it to happen, right? Um, and she took things at like, no, that's not part of my job. Right. I will do the social calendar yes. of the island, yeah, and I will know the norms and the the etiquette that right. we need for the parties. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I don't need to know that part. I of don't it. need to know about it. And I'll do the other part of it, yeah. yeah. And so she allowed it a little bit, and then. Mm-hmm. It was also just the way they treated her. Yeah. So Tom kind of gives her back her agency. Helps and like, her yeah. discover who she really is and yeah, yeah. wants to be. Because so. she doesn't want to, like, she can't just go back to relying on someone else to keep her safe anymore. It didn't work. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so she has to have some kind of self-ability. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one scene that's really, it's so, it's heart-wrenching. So they've escaped from the cabin and they're in New York and she's trying to contemplate just like leaving him and going her own way instead of staying with Tom. And she's like, I don't know how to drive. Mm -hmm. I've never driven. I don't know phones. I don't know a single person's number who I've ever, ever known in my life because they were always someone else always dealt with communication. I didn't. I cannot reach out. I can't even like get myself to a place where I could find somebody right. that could help me. Like she's like, I literally know nothing. She has no I'm sitting idea. here. She runs in circles every time she tries <laughs> to escape. Like that's just kind of uh, emblematic of how stuck, how handicapped she had been in her old life and then yeah. that carried in through her kidnapping. Because like at one point she does run from Tom at the very, very beginning and she starts just running around like, it, she trees went, in a circle and over and over. And ran over. into him and he was right next to her. <laughs> yeah, she literally ran into a circle because <laughs> he just stopped r- chasing her. Because he's like, "Oh, she's just going in a she circle." Know where she's going, <laughs> and it's a sad realization it's so of sad. it. It's, I mean, it's it's, it's funny. So well. It's funny, but it is really sad if you take it from the point of view of, of Amelia. And she goes through a lot of different emotions. She goes through everything. The scene where they first got to the cabin where she stands up at the lake and she's just holding her arms out and her eyes and face up to the sun and to the water and stuff was so beautiful. It was such a like a such a graphic scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of standing of her standing there and like enjoying this dream that yeah. she's having because she's assumed she's, she's having is, a dream she's and isaac does that to her he needs to do that to her a lot where he'd put her to sleep or give her a vision mm-hmm. of some of certain things yeah and so she never really had her own until tom allowed her to have it yeah so even though she was under this precarious yeah she's still kidnapped she still but a, a she and, would ask and he would show her yeah he just like would go okay i'll show you how to shoot yeah yeah. Sure. You mm-hmm. want to know this? Sure. Let's do self-defense. Mm-hmm. Let's train. He realizes at the end, too, that he was doing it in part because he is looking like he saw a lot in Amelia that he liked and loved, yeah. but he wanted a more of an equal. And so he thought training her would help mm-hmm. turn her into something. Yeah, because she's got great powers. Yeah. She's suppressed. Obviously, those powers were suppressed for so long. Well, the collar. But yes. even after he took the collar off of her, she still had a hard time. Because at some point, Anita, the doctor, Dr. Patel, had managed to suppress her changing powers, Mm -hmm. her her transforming, morphing power, even without the collar on. So she was convinced she couldn't do it anymore. And she didn't even want to try in case she really could. Like, it's it's one of those things where you're like, if I just don't look at the thing I'm afraid will be true. Right. Then I will never know that it's true. Right. Like, it may may not be true. (laughs) I can't see it it if I just don't ever acknowledge it. Right. I won't know if it's true or not. So, but he he eventually gets her to uh, the, the shape shifting scene when she finally shifts is one of the best. It's the so fucking good. Best. I fucking love it. I'm like, <laughs> did you have a, a vision of who you had in for Tom? He was blonde, yeah. but oh, in yeah. my head he was a brunette. Oh no, he's blonde in mine. Did you have yeah. somebody? Yeah. Who did you have? Was it? It's not a famous. It wasn't person. a person. Yeah. I mean, who no. <laughs> was a person? I mean, <laughs> I can just see him. I just know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Because she co- she changes the cover for this book too. Then what's on here? That green book. Mm-hmm. She's got an updated cover on it too, and so the characters or the models change. Well, I think it's because the other ones were drawn. I don't know. Or we're just like heavily. Yeah, like heavily photoshopped. Yeah. Or just imaged somehow. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. No, Tom is uh, he's not my favorite. Not my. Like, I love Tom. 
he is i, yeah, I love him as you a character, love but he's not my favorite character in this book or in these this series oh really he's not oh, but this is your favorite book this is my favorite book but tom is not my favorite. he's not your favorite man he's not my favorite man but i fucking love him mm-hmm. i mean i'd still do him oh yes but amelia would beat me up so oh, i won't do him no. also i'm married well yeah, that too. also and he's also not he's real. fake <laughs> he's not real oh this one yeah so it changes up a little that's bit. That's not what he looks no, like. No, 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 no. That's not who I was. See how it's kind of like drawn? It's like, it's not a real person, but I do think it is a real person. But I think it, it is too. Animated, sort yeah. of. But anyway, yeah. I have to be really careful talking about this because I feel like I might slip in information about the next couple of books. <laughs> okay. It is, I, uh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> Sorry. I know I say this like all, but this... Is the best series I've ever, ever fucking read in my life, and I just can't handle it. And it's, I can't wait until the next ones come out. And I kind of, I haven't read any of other um, of Lexi's series, mainly because we do this and I have to keep up yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. But I also don't want to, and this is all in my head, but I also don't want any of her new characters to kind of form different species in my head while I'm thinking of this series mm-hmm. because I love them all so much. The family tree that she's got going on here is fucking intense. <laughs> it's so good. You have to read them all so we can just talk about it all. I just want to talk about every single thing on here. Oh, my God. Do you have any predictions of what's going to happen or what's happening or who's who and what's what? I mean, I have some things. I have some thoughts. <laughs> I think that uh, there's a secret seraphim hiding out as a one of the CRF agents. <laughs> One of the Sentinels, I think, Stark is uh, secretly Gabriel, or Gabriel secretly Stark. They're pulling the strings. They've set up, the Seraphim have set something up, because there's some kind of prediction that they're trying to work towards, or they're trying to see if it can come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so they've pulled these strings and set these pieces in motion. I don't know why, because they're not a big part of the story. But I mean, we know from the first book that Stas's mother could hide, could uh, mist is what they called it. Mm-hmm. When she would play uh, games with, with Stas, she would mist. And then her father said that she had these beautiful wings, blue wings. So she's a seraphim. <laughs> she is either dead or not dead. We're not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not by fire, though. That was bullshit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she may be stuck somewhere in water that we have to somehow fix and save somehow. I don't know. But but so Stas's bloodline is way more complicated and probably powerful than people realize right now. They still think she's just a fledgling. And if she chooses to pass on and become a hydrarian, she will have at least her compulsion power, but perhaps, you know, something else. But yeah, I think because she is not of a Ikorian and a human female, Mm -hmm. she is an Ikorian and a seraphim. That's crazy town, I think. (laughs) And they don't even know yet. Um, But Gabriel gave money to Jonathan to set up the CRF. So that's weird, and I don't know why he would do that. And then still work with him, but then also kind of try to help Amelia a little bit. He would help heal her. Mm -hmm. She thought he would give her drugs to do the pain management, but I think he was actually using his his angel powers. So some of that's got to come out. We're going to have to get to the bottom of all of that shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's important. It's um, There's got to be something else. Like, we really get very little, almost none of the Conclave stuff happens in this book. Like it did in the first book. We had, um, they beat up a couple of the Koreans that were at a pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't get any more of Osiris. Like, there's something going on there that. Oh, if you only knew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that really needs to, like, that, yeah. We have to get more oh, involved in that. It is bonkers and I'm it's sure. so fucking good so fucking good sure sure yeah those are good yeah. so yeah you know obviously like the next book is um elizabeth and uh jason, jason? jay J- jay. jay yeah yeah he's one of the elders he is one of the elders and he goes off to investigate because we still don't know what she is she's mm-hmm. some kind of produced immortal <laughs> who does has not existed for more than yeah they 12 years like, or something <laughs> quote unquote manufacture her yeah <laughs> something something's going on with her but she doesn't know it which i love she doesn't know that she is like, i loved the part in blood laws where 
Isaac's trying to figure that out and mm-hmm. just asking her. And she's just like so concerned about little things. And he's just like, oh, no, you don't know she anything. Has no idea. <laughs> he's like, if you None. knew, you you would no, you don't know shit. She is the most innocent of all the characters. <laughs> she's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's a teacher and she's she works really with inner sweet. city schools and like reading programs mm-hmm. and i'm like oh don't you fuck over this lady i'm not gonna be happy <laughs> <laughs> i don't like jonathan having anything to do with her so oh yeah no it's a. Uh, there were uh tear jerking moments coming i'll tell you that <laughs> yes so yeah, yeah there's a lot coming i can i can see a lot it's interesting i really want to know more i can't wait i have a place. lot of like the men need to li- like I thought in the first book I really liked it because we when we talked about it like Isaac listened to Stas and Stas Stas <laughs> we're still saying Stas Stas oh no we're saying Stas Stas it's yeah. not Stas not Stas right. Stas and like started trusting her from very early on in the book mm-hmm. and then at the end of this book where they aren't fucking listening to Amelia when she comes back with him yeah with Tom and they're just like no. He's got to go. And they fucking shoot her right – or shoot him right in front of her. And I was so pissed at all of them. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck, guys? (laughs) Like, use your fucking words. Even Balthazar was like, dude, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Like, there's so many other ways to Mm -hmm. go about things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Stas and had the compulsion – compulsion – uh, Isaac would have been really pissed for a couple of days because I'd have been like, you were going to sit in that corner and shut the fuck up and think about what you did. I will come back in a day. And he'd just be sitting there like... He'd just be sitting there. Yep. Man, she's powerful. That's oh, a very yeah. powerful power. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know that part is pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. So um, the sex. <sighs> Jesus. I think I... I know I said this about the night circus, about how that was my favorite or scene, one of my favorite scenes. And I forget how much I fucking love this book or <laughs> these books mm-hmm. and how like this is the perfect scene for me, at least. Mm-hmm. So Amelia does finally decide that she wants to escape, that she does want to part from well, Tom. And I would even I know in her head, she's still using this phrase escape. But yeah, I don't think she needs to escape Tom. No. She doesn't need to. She doesn't him. realize it. She's she still she's still operating, and, and I get it. She's still operating from the "I have been a prisoner" yes. mentality, <laughs> and she should. But he has told her like three or four times that she can go her own way. Yeah, and so she just isn't. She can't accept it. Yeah, so she's like still trying to connive ways to get away from him. Like, yeah, to be like, okay, if I get a gun, and then if I hide out here, and then if he's in the shower, I can go out the door. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're all like, just leave. Tell him you want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty He'll much. Let you leave. <laughs> I mean, I mean. So they get to New York, and then they have to have this. They have this plan of like they know that they're. Don't they know that they're in their city? The bad guys know that they're in the city. Somebody no, the well, CRF sort of. The they s- have an inkling. They don't know exactly where they are. Well, he went to New York because he figured they would assume that both parties, like the Koreans aren't actively looking for them. Right. They just wouldn't like two fledgling or (laughs) hydrarians in the city. The CRF is actively looking for Tom and Amelia. Yes. And he thought that they wouldn't look as hard in New York. Like that they would assume that he couldn't, he wouldn't return to New York so fast. Right. Because that's where Isaac is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he goes back to New York. He does run into some Ikorians. Yes. Has to beat them up. I think she kills one of them. I don't think any of them did. Really? Yeah, she kills one because she, uh, she, he gave her the gun with the incendiary bullets, and she just kept firing. And he's like, "I don't have many of those bullets." Oh, yeah, you're right. And then yes. she's like, "I do, yes, that's and, right." And then he explains what incendiary bullets right. are, and she's like, "But I could have killed you." Yeah. But this is after the scene we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So they're just they escaped and they got to New York. Yeah. Nobody knows they're there. <laughs> he has money under like multiple names. Yeah, Tom is the perfect soldier. Yeah. He is the perfect soldier. He's got it all, backup plans and stuff like that. So he knows that the CRF is looking for them. So he barricades <laughs> the hotel suite. <laughs> He's put the couch in front of the door and like pillows all over the floor, almost like booby traps it. Not for against Amelia, but for any CRF that can come in. Yeah. And he's sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, he gives her a gun mm-hmm. because he's like, you need to protect yourself. And he trusts her. 
and whether or not she's pretty much had a gun the since whole- like week number two yeah that's true he did because and at um, the cabin he's like here just have this gun take this yeah he was giving it to her and she's like he's like shoot me i'll just come back to life <laughs> he does say that a lot yeah um so he wasn't afraid and he didn't think that he could she could and also he can like calculate every single fucking move that she was gonna do he was he's super smart but anyway so she tries to or she thinks about escaping and so she takes the gun she puts it to his head well she first she really just wants to leave while he's showering but he has put this giant couch in front of the door (laughs) and she's like shit i can't move the couch without making noise and he'll he'll come after me Mm -hmm. he'll know i'm leaving so she spends the night in bed trying to convince herself that the only way to get past to get past him him is to kill him yeah because if she shoots him yes he will die but he will come back in 12 hours as a hydrarian Mm -hmm. so she's not really killing him she's just putting him out for 12 hours so she can escape (laughs) And she doesn't want to do it. She is heartbroken over killing awful people. So she's way too sweet. Yeah. (laughs) But she's just trying to be like, this is my only chance. I have to kill Tom for now. She's trying to To, convince herself to do it. To escape. Yeah. So she, yeah, she sneaks out of her room with the gun and start like aims it at him. But she's shaking. She's tearing up and she can't do it. She can't pull the trigger. She falls to her knees and he's like, it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, like. That's, oh my God, this scene, the way it was fucking written, she has the gun up there and he's like asleep or feigning sleep. And he's just like, do it. Pull the trigger, Amelia. Oh, he like grabs her wrist and then she's still holding the gun. And then he, oh my God. puts it right to his chest, over his heart. And he's like, it's okay. He's like, if If there's anybody that deserves to die, it's me. For Jonathan Sins, everything that he's ever done to you. I would be the best retaliation that you can do against Jonathan. Yeah. He's like, it's what you deserve. And, you know. The dialogue in this whole scene. And then when he's, um, when they're talking through the whole thing about. Well, no, here. Because then the very next thing, because she's like, (laughs) no. And she's trying to pull her hand off. And he's like, if you don't shoot me, I'm going to do something we'll both regret. Yeah. And she's like, what? And then he starts kissing her. Yeah. She's (gasps) like, well, then do it. And he's like, don't, don't tempt me. (laughs) It's so good because like earlier, because he's been horny for her for a oh, long yeah. time. Yeah. And he, she's yeah. just started to like, she's had a couple of flirtations with the idea of maybe trying to seduce him to get away. Yeah, because he's fucking she, hot. He walks around the couch oh, with no shirt on me. and like he's working out all the time. Well, yeah, because he's frustrated and yeah. he's, in low, like, he, he's sexually frustrated <laughs> yeah. and he's like, oh shit. And he goes, pumps more iron because that's going to help. <laughs> uh <laughs> You know? No, okay. it doesn't help. It's, it's I don't okay. think so. But anyway, <laughs> she really started to be like attracted to him during this whole rescue thing and like all of that. And then he kisses her in a movie theater as part of a diversion. Mm-hmm. And she gets into it and she starts kissing him back and she's really like hot and turned on by him. And she hasn't been turned on since Eli, her, right. her long-term partner who was murdered mm-hmm. by Jonathan. And then he says that, oh, that was just a diversion. It was... Because I was trying to get the sentinel to go away. Right. And Even she's he like, totally was. <laughs> she's heartbroken. She's like, oh, he doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah, so he then, tells her that it's just part of the diversion. Yeah. But so she doesn't think he likes her and he doesn't think she likes him because he thinks, well, obviously, he's like, I can't act on this because she's a captive. She would have to go along with it and right. that's wrong. Right. <laughs> that's rape. <laughs> right. You know, and he's like, I would never do that. Right. So he's suppressing all of this for a lot mm-hmm. longer and it, it's not until that night where he's like, tell me this is what you want and we can do this and then yeah. they, they do it. They fucking do it. On the floor. And like she's, so her entire relationship with Eli has always been so cautious because Eli can kill by touch. Yes. So he uh, he was powerful in that sense. So that was one of his powers. He can kill by touch, or maybe that was his power. Mm-hmm. He was an Ikorian, right? No, he was a Hydrarian. He was because he was an elder. Only Ikorian. Isaac's the only good Ikorian, except yeah. for his his minions. Progeny, his progeny. Mm-hmm. Um, also Tristan. known as minions. <laughs> <laughs> I really like picturing Tristan as a minion. <laughs> The Irish, a little, tiny little, little yellow guy. Yeah, yeah, with but with like a really wicked Irish eye. accent. <laughs> yes. We couldn't get over that either from the first book, how like such of an asshole he is. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, because so yeah. Tom obviously wants to be gentle, but at the same time, he's just like, 
we've got to fucking do this. And she wants it just as much. But she's never had this intense physical contact with anybody. Because well, it seems like Eli's Eli... always been so gentle with her. Well, gentle, but also domineering. Yeah. Like, it feels... It, from the structure of the book, from what we got from the book and her memories or whatever that she kind of mentions, she wasn't allowed to touch Eli or take control in any way. He, like, controlled the way sex went in the bedroom mm-hmm. because of his power and his fear of it, I think, and his fear of breaking her. So he treated her – she constantly referenced that he would treat her like a porcelain yeah. doll or a china cup or something that could break. Yep. And so he would just – basically, it sounded like do what he wanted in bed, but right. not let her indulge her needs as well. Or her fantasies and the things that she wanted to do to him. And so when – he she asked if she could touch Tom and he was like yeah well he said touch me and she's like anywhere yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah anywhere and she's like truly and he's like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah please yes please touch me, <laughs> touch me anywhere anywhere you just, want just touch and she she goes she goes for the gold man she goes she's li- she's like can there. I lick you and he's like yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah you can yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do you that can do that right now right now right now oh so she's God. touching and and tasting and licking and stuff that she's just never got to explore yeah, she's never that kind of that. Mm-hmm. part of her sexuality before because she just you know was kind of a mm-hmm. and it's been so long for him that he's just like okay i can't have you down there anymore because i don't want to <laughs> not right go, now not, not right yet now. <laughs> Let's not yet give I me a second <laughs> so he flips her over and he goes for it and i love how this scene was written how it's like and he can tell because he doesn't know about her relationship with Eli, not as much, no, as far no, no. As, especially as far as the physical goes. But he knew instantly that he had like just went in a little bit too fast because of how she reacted, how her body tensed and how she gasped. And he was like, oh, well, it's also been like six years. Yeah. Because <laughs> one thing that we can say that was nice from Jonathan is he did not allow people to rape her. Yes. He didn't do any sexual torture. Right. Wow, Jonathan. Way to go. One thing. <laughs> one thing is in your favor. I will allow you to get slightly less maimed before right. death. <laughs> so so that's good. So she hadn't been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. She'd just been physically, mentally, and <laughs> everything else. Psychologically abused. abused right. All of those things. Emotionally abused, mm-hmm. but not phys- not sexually. So so it'd been a while for her too since yeah. She's been there for six years, so she's not prepared completely. So, yeah, yeah he, he initially goes too too fast, and then he lets her body work herself around him. And, yeah. And, you know, kind of... To get used to it. I mean, because eventually she does like it hard, and mm-hmm. she, lo- she, mm-hmm. lo- she likes it hard and fast. But if you haven't had a That's it. dick for a long time, yeah. a giant <laughs> dick <laughs> is going to be a lot. <laughs> You're just like, what? Don't take the giant dick so fast. No. <laughs> slow. Slow down on the giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a beautifully written scene i when i first read this scene the first time around i went back to it so many times mm-hmm. it's one of those scenes that you just highlight you yeah <laughs> forever you memorize it you play it as a sonnet and yeah. like it just plays over and over in your head it's it's my favorite it's a good one it's so beautiful it's really the flip of emotions is really intense because yeah you know she's trying to kill him yeah <laughs> and then decides she can't because it's hard and he's a little bit flippant about it and he even acknowledges kind of towards the end that he's been a little bit cavalier with his life yeah you know he's been put in all these dangerous positions constantly by jonathan and like you know expected to because they all know he's gonna come back as a hydrarian so why bother you know right like, why not just get killed? Mm-hmm. So he, he he even he is like, yeah, that wasn't maybe the greatest thing to do. Because <laughs> turns out she had an incendiary round in the gun. Yeah. She doesn't know this. She didn't know If idea. she had killed him, he would have died just for good. Forever. <laughs> forever, forever dead. Forever. <laughs> because yep. those incendiary rounds burn the blood. Which is crazy because obviously he knew it too. He's the one who gave her the yeah. gun. So he was also prepared. He was prepared to for, die, die. Forever, forever. For for all of the sins that his dad had done, for everything that he had done, yeah. and I don't think at this point did, he didn't know about his mom at this point. It no. wasn't until they, that's the very fucking Isaac end. told them in the ever, in the end, or when they met up again. No, he, he still said, thinks that Isaac has killed his mom at this point. So at this point, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, but at the end, he at finally the end he finds out. Finally, yeah. The dialogue in that the their first sexual encounter is so fucking beautiful. 
I just love it. Too I much. loved. It wasn't a sex scene, but I loved the morning after he comforted her when she was in the shower freaking out. Oh yeah, <sighs> so good. Yeah. So he, so she killed those people. She killed Doctor Patel mm-hmm. and her two assistants yep. who all sucked. And they escape and they're running and they're like, it's all adrenaline and it's, it's just life, like flight for life, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. And then they get to her hotel, a really sketchy, gross, dirty motel place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you know, shower, we're going to go to bed. We have to get some rest. I can't get us to the next stop where we can actually get like money and, and means right now because we're too exhausted. So she goes into the bathroom, throws up and starts freaking out. Yeah. Because <laughs> she killed people and that sucks and she didn't want to and she never meant to and she just wanted to train so she could protect herself and not really like she had thought about killing dr patel a ton but that's different than actually doing it so she goes into a full mental break she's in a freezing cold shower like cuddled on the floor and he comes in and saves her and like warms her up and brings her back and puts her in bed in a in a towel and so he wakes up the next morning and she's just like on him naked yep she's naked (laughs) yeah because she would take a shower and he'd She'd fallen asleep on and him, and so he's he, her legs over his his leg, her breasts, her breasts his, are pressed against like his, his side. Yep, her hand like, is on his lower abdomen, mm-hmm, right at the mm-hmm. top of his penis, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yep, he's like, "If she moves that hand, she's gonna just be grabbing my dick, and she's gonna wake up with my dick in yes. her hand, and it's gonna be terrible." <laughs> my dick is hard. I have a hard dick right so now. So he's freaking out, and it's such a cute scene because it's so it like. From his perspective, like, he just wants to be a good guy, mm-hmm. and he didn't do anything inappropriate the night before, nope. and he doesn't want to do anything inappropriate no. now. In fact, he gets out of bed and goes shower, and he won't even jerk off to her right. because he doesn't think it's appropriate. I know. And I was like, dude, you need to do this. You need you need to because I need to fucking read that scene. One, I want to read the scene. Oh, my God. That would be such a great scene. We love shower masturbation I scenes. Love masturbation scenes. Something about it. It's so private and intimate and almost kind of like. I like them. Oh, Bring him on. Love him. But he didn't. He didn't do his what he needed to do, mm-hmm. which would have been <laughs> pleasure himself mm-hmm. to get this kind of like at least give himself a break for sure. a little bit. Right. Not so tense. Yeah. But no, he doesn't because he's like, she doesn't deserve that. And I, I was know. like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> She's not precious. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> she won't know. It's fine. Relax, Tom. <laughs> Come on, Tom. You're not that much of a saint. Let's yeah. come on. Can you just do it? So <laughs> I can read it. Please? I need a little dirt from you. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it was well was written and it scene. was it was very good because yeah, it yeah. kind of just heightens. It just brings that sexual tension up even more. Oh, it's fucking like, yeah! God damn it! The, the woman yeah. of my dreams is sleeping next to me naked. naked. <laughs> yes. And I haven't had sex in a long time. At least the like <laughs> three weeks, four, five, six weeks that he's been with mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. at the cabin. Minimum. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like the last one. The one in the jail cell? Yeah. I have a thing for jail cell scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to, <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? Um, there's a book, Poison Study by Maria oh, V. Yeah. Snyder. Mm-hmm. And the only the only sex that it's not a romance. There's not a lot. I mean, it's a it's like a YA romance. Yeah. In that there is, even though the main character is twenty, she's not young adult. But there's not active sex. There's not overt sex in it. It's there's not just explicit. There's a there's a loving relationship yes. building between uh, Valak and Yelena. Yelena <laughs> mm-hmm. in that book and in. The first one, their first encounter is also in a jail cell. And it is one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a good one. Because it's yeah. really sweet and gentle. It's really sweet. And it's and they both think they're going to die. So, you and know. Fucking oh, fuck me, Val. Oh, my God. Yes, fuck me. He is Val. one of my, like, love him. book boyfriends. Yes. Oof. Yes, absolutely. I love him so we much. Need a list of book boyfriends. He is top. Is he top? He is one of the top, yes. One of the top. I guess he would be one of my, not like top, top, but. He is, I have been in love with Valak yeah. for a long time. No, my favorite book boyfriend is. Uh... He also does that thing where he gives Yelena the tools. Yeah. To protect and be herself. Mm-hmm. Like, and to, to get her own agency back. Yep. Hmm. He teaches her that. It, that one's secret. That one was a secret lesson, though. Yes. Whereas Tom's like, bam, here's what you fucking need to survive. <laughs> yes. 
Well, no, he allows Yelena to train with Ari and uh, Yanko. Janko. Janko. I said Janko. It's probably Yanko. I don't think it's Yanko. Now I think it's Janko. Yanko's a terrible. <laughs> I don't think it's that. But anyway, I I, I love those books, so I know yeah. them very well. But yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, but no, I like that. I like, yeah, because I like this book and I like that book. And you like, yeah, the prison scenes. Well, oh, wait, wait. I mean, they're they're always pretty quick, and it's like, oh, sex well, in yeah. a prison cell. I mean, you're in a prison cell. You have to have sex quick. It's not, Otherwise, it's not someone's going to come quick. And they did, and that's when she finally used oh. her morphing powers and turned into Tom. The best. So that they couldn't figure out which one was the real Tom. <laughs> So they they storm in Isaac, everybody, Astasia, <laughs> and Lucas, Luke, the Lucian. the king, Lucian, the king. Yes, yeah, I thought it was Lucian, but they kept calling him Luke, and I was just Luke like, is his nickname. Yeah, and I don't like it. I was just like, what? No, use his full name, it's Lucian. Like Lucian. Anyway, <laughs> they all have nicknames. I know, and I don't like it. <laughs> but anyway, Lucian, the king of the Hydrarians. Mm-hmm. So the three of them barge into the cell. They see naked. Stas, or I mean, not Stas, naked Amelia, <laughs> naked Stas, naked Amelia, and naked Tom in his cell, and Stas immediately like jumps in front of Isaac and is like, "No, don't you touch her, don't you she do anything, don't dare. you touch him, don't you hurt him, don't mm-hmm. you do anything." And then when she turns around, there's two Toms, two naked Toms, <laughs> two naked Toms, because Amelia has used her morphing yep. power to transform herself into Tom. So now she's like, you don't know who's Tom. You can't, <laughs> you can't kill them. Tom. Which one are you going to kill? You're going to have to shoot us both. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was so good. Until Isaac outplayed her. But, <laughs> well, Tom did. Tom outplayed her. Tom, Tom was like, no, real Tom was like, you're not going to put yourself in danger. So let me say something that only I would know. You're not going to die from me, honey. Sweetheart. So he perfectly describes the scene where he put Stas's life in danger by sending her to mm-hmm. <laughs> to the conclave. He's like, there's the motherfucker. <laughs> that asshole's Tom. <laughs> and now I'm going to shoot you. Well, not you. Luke did. Yes. Luke, uh, Luke, Luke shot him. Luke, Luke killed him. You don't like Luke? No. You don't. It, is it because his name is Lucian? Yes. And that's <laughs> not Luke isn't short for Lucian. I mean, I guess you're right. It's It would be Lush. And also, he is ancient. Luke is not an ancient name. It is not. It is not. Like, it's so modern sounding to He's me. He's my favorite. Do you like He's the, do you like the voice with. that is done for him by Joel Frumkin? Let me tell you something, okay? Okay, this is interesting. Joel did a fantastic job. Uh-huh. He's got a lot of good accents underneath his belt. He can do them. When I read these books, that was not the accent that came out oh, of my head. Swedish chef <laughs> is not the thing that you <laughs> oh heard. My God. Shut up. Now all I'm going to hear is... That is exactly the fucking accent oh he God. is doing for Luke. I was like, when did the Swedish chef get here? <laughs> oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> no, all I can think of that is the Swedish <laughs> Now I'm fucking, uh, I'm going to have dreams about this Swedish chef. It's going to be amazing. That is that, that is his accent. Oh and it is God. very hard to take seriously I- as the king <laughs> of the Hydrarians. <laughs> and again, I like, I think we've listened to Joel before. Frumpkin? Frumpkin. Frumpkin. I, th- I swear he's read something else that we've done. I can't, obviously, why would I do my own research and figure it out before this podcast airs? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know he does well and he like his women don't sound vapid and you know fake they sound Airy good and, yeah yeah like yeah, all yeah. of it like when his very first when he did the aunt's voice at the diner the early seat i swear an older lady walked into the room and did that <laughs> voice i was like no, what he did so good like he does a great job yeah. but i just i was like having a real hard time <laughs> with with his L- lucian voice because no. i was like what is this Swedish chef doing here? <laughs> ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I didn't see it like that. I didn't hate it. I I didn't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. I just But now that's all I'm gonna say. Well, welcome to Welcome Damn to my world. Look, even Swedish chefs need love. They do. Okay. <laughs> Shit, that's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Okay, but Luke's still my favorite. Oh, he's my favorite, and I there we don't have a story on him yet. So, but he's still your favorite, and you mm-hmm. don't even have a story yet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's how good she is. That's how good Lexi is. 
Because he is not my favorite. There is not a story about this guy yet. I, I, I barely know anything. Like, I know, I mean, I know about him. I have, I read about his, or, I know his origin. But, well, from, anyway, I can't talk about it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. We'll get there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, he is, he's my favorite. He's, he's the one I want to know about. I need to know about. I love Isaac, too. But something yeah, about Yeah, I really like Isaac. Something about Luke. I think in the end it'll be a left out of left field curveball. Uh I can tell you who the best character is. Okay. Baltazar. Oh. B is the best character in this whole entire series. He's the best character. For me at least. But Lucian is the guy I like. He's my book boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think Balthazar is a good comic relief character. At he least in the first one. I liked where he grew more in the second book. Because he isn't just a walking sex pun. Right. Um, he really, like, he did a lot of more of his emotional work in the second mm-hmm. book um, with Amelia and seeing, first off, hearing everyone's thoughts would be fucking awful. Yeah, it would It be. would be one of the worst things. Mm-hmm. You would either have to go completely silent and not <laughs> ever talk to people <laughs> Or you would have to be like him and just be like joking a lot of the time. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just, everyone knows you know what they're right. thinking all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think he does a good job of trying to be like that. But then he still uses what he finds out in a good way in the second book. Because like people are just flat out not accepting that Tom. Amelia wants to be with mm-hmm. Tom. And they're like, you're going to end it and you're going to end it now. It just doesn't matter. It's done. This is not happening. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. It's my life. I was just kidnapped for six fucking years. You don't get a fucking say in what I'd fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how she didn't lose her shit more because I would have been like, oh, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you uh-huh. don't get, no one gets an input no. in me or my life ever, ever again. No. For as long as I live. Yeah. But he, she thinks he's going to be like that because the other guys are. And he was a friend of Eli's. And so she also thinks that they're not, they're going to have a hard time because her moving well, yeah, on is was... like, oh, Eli's just dead now. But he says like, no, you know, Eli was your first love and that's what you needed at the time. But he understands it. He that's not it, what yeah. you need anymore. Mm-hmm. So he was really good in that sense. Yeah. But to say he's the best character was. Well, you've read two books. I know. I've only read two books. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh god, I can't wait until you read the rest. It's gonna be awesome. Should we uh, raise the book, kiss and tell? Oh right, we have to. (laughs) I was gonna skip a whole like like two of our (laughs) segments. You're like, let's just finish this. I'm out. (laughs) Okay, kiss and tell is. So in the book, Tom is teaching Amelia like self defense moves, and they have to keep doing like pretty. Just platonic things together. Like they eat together and watch baseball and Mm -hmm. he's training her. And the whole time he is just like, God damn it. I want (laughs) to fuck this woman. (laughs) I want her so bad. And I can't act on it. So our kiss and tell is do you have a time where you've been wildly attracted to someone who you spend a lot of just platonic time with, like Mm -hmm. at work, at school, at whatever. And like how – how. Difficult or easy as those interactions then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I've been boy crazy since I can first remember. I have a crush on everybody. Not everybody, but on a lot of people. But I think the most memorable one is in high school. I go back to this guy a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like a long period of my life, but he was, a, I guess, a pivotal moment. And that's mm-hmm. with Jules, with mm-hmm. Julian. He was like the forbidden fruit that I couldn't touch because I was with somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'd known that he was really into me. And because I knew that and he and he was just so sweet and such a nice guy and super funny and talented. And he was just always so really nice to me. So our interaction was just with school. Mm-hmm. And he was a senior when we were freshmen. So it was just, you know, whenever we saw each other in the hall, I went to prom with him as his prom date. and But I was with my fiance at that time. So mm-hmm. obviously... I never let anything go beyond anything at that point. I couldn't deny my feelings for that, though. Mm-hmm. And obviously, later on, it you know we became a couple. It was something much bigger. But I would say he was the one that was my uh, my secret crush. Though I don't know if it was much of a secret. I never told him. I never told him that I shared those same feelings. Mm-hmm. And I knew he straight up told me. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm not hiding anything from you. And he was always honest with me. 
I would say that's probably the most impactful one. Mm-hmm. Besides, like, the cute guy I worked at the bookstore with or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Whose name I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. Right? So I think my longest term one was I had a crush on a kid pretty much from, like, first grade through. Wow. Well, we stopped. We were in school through middle school. So eight years. Ooh. Yeah. I was wow. like, he was my childhood crush. And he was a friend and he was a good guy, but that's just not just it doesn't go well when you're like in middle school <laughs> and you have had a crush for that long. Everyone knows. Sure. And yeah. it's not great. So that was always like I thought I was way cooler and no one knew about it, but that's not true. So <laughs> turns out I'm not as smooth as I thought I was in middle school. Oh, that's the longest term. Oh, and that wow. was always hard because I really did like him. Sure, yeah. And we just had to be like friends for so long. And I was like, okay. But I've had a couple go that way where it's like boy crazy crushes. Yeah. I've worked with some people. I have a weird fixation, like crushy fixation on a, a board member. Oh. An old past board member from the agency. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, that's just, I just think, I don't know why I'm attracted to him, but I am. That's okay. And it doesn't like interact or impact work or anything weird like that. And also it's always been like, no, I've I've been in other relationships at the time. So it's never been a thing, but it's just been like, I like that guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's something about his aura (laughs) that just speaks to me. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) I get you. You and me heart around our names. Hearts. That's all I'm doing in this board meeting right now is (laughs) trying hearts. (laughs) It should be super weird. That would be. That'd be very weird. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, my ex-fiance, he was the one I had the longest crush on. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I saw him, I was just like, oh, my God, I fucking loved him. Yeah. But, I mean, I did get to date him. Yeah. I got engaged to him. I have well, never I dated him. any of my crushes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, secret crushes. They're fun. Yeah. My, se- my crushes aren't secret anymore. Now I'm just like, Dan. I'm in love with my fucking dental hygienist. She's <laughs> fucking hot. Actually, she's not the gentle hy- dental hygienist. She's someone who <laughs> fixed the teeth. cavity. Cavity? So she's the, actual the dentist? No, she's not. a. She was. I don't know if she was. a. I don't know. She's hot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since we like these books so much, we wanted to share. <laughs> yeah. No, keep going. We wanted to share the whole series. I don't know if we'll come back. Eh, maybe we'll <laughs> it's see. hard to say or maybe we will do some kind of like special something we'll read them all real fast and then do like a wrap-up <laughs> so that we <laughs> so that say like can get all of her chat about these books out <laughs> i just need to get it all out if, if you like just... but we don't know so in the meantime we do think you should all read them yeah so as our fun fucked fact we're just gonna i'm just gonna read out all of the books from the from the first one to what's been out and what's coming out so from number one and on, so it's Blood Laws, which we reviewed a year ago, Forbidden Bonds, which is this book, Blood Heart, Elder Bonds, Blood Bonds, Angel Bonds, and Blood Seeker. And then Assassin Bonds and Blood King are coming out, hopefully soon. So yeah, those aren't okay. out yet. And, oh, shit. They're fucking... <laughs> I just can't enough with how fucking great these books are. I, they're just... My, they're, and so I can't, I can't even say how much I fucking love them besides cool. how much I love them. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's rate it. I wonder what Celsus rating is going to be. <laughs> well, I did at first give this one a nine or, or blood laws. And I and then went you back changed and changed it, it <laughs> because it rightfully has a 10. And since this one's my fir- my favorite one, obviously, I found God with this book. I fucking love every single one of them. And I... I mean, I guess I'm cheating in a way since I know the rest That's of the fine. books, mm-hmm. which I also give tens. So there's just my favorite ten, ten all the way. Tens. Fucking love them. I like it. It's good. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They're still good, right? They're still good. Exactly. They're really good. Story and sex. Story and sex. She does sex really mm-hmm. well. There's not a ton in this book. I mean, there's no, more in the it. previous one, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of tension building. Like that yeah. gets. It's really... That's what makes the release so Will good, they, though. won't they kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's real good. That's what... That's what I mean, you know they the... will the whole time. You're like, sure. of course they're going to. But when? When are they going to fuck? 
I don't know. There are lots of books that have given me blue balls. Well, we've had a couple. So my balls weren't blue. This one. <laughs> no, this they, is a good book. They were satisfied. So yeah. So yeah. go ahead, guys. And we would strongly recommend all of the Immortal Curse series by Lexi Fox. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are we reading next? So for our next book, we are going to read The Last Goodbye, The Beginning by Bernadette Marie. Bernadette, we actually met at the Denver Pop Culture Con last year. Yeah. 2019. So we heard super duper cute little paranormal romance novel that we're going to read out on the beaches of Belize. It's and, called um, Sweet Romance, right? No, I think it's called... Wait, what? It's called The Last Goodbye. The yeah, Be- yeah. No, no. I know that's the name of it, but it, didn't oh, someone the, tell the, us like the, it was a sweet romance? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, it's a sweet romance. Okay. Yeah, the like... Sub sub genre, sub sub genre, <laughs> right, right, right. It's a sweet romance, like okay. it's just super adorable. Okay, that's what we've heard. So excited about that. We and yes, and we're gonna read it while in Belize yes. on our couples vacation to celebrate yeah. somebody's anniversary. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, which is coming up so soon. <laughs> I know. So soon, less so, than a week away. So crazy. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. If you want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. We're on all the social media at Shh Dirty Books. That's Gmail or yeah, well, yeah, Shh Dirty Books <laughs> at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Shh Dirty Books. Those are our handle. And it's all three H's with Shh, shh has three H's in it. And you can visit us at our website, which we'll start blogging on, shdirtybooks.com. <laughs> We also have a group on Goodreads, which we're going to try to become more active in. Look, guys, things happen. Lives, busy, whatever. We're working on we're it. We're working on it. Um, but you could reach out. Absolutely. And then we will reach back. At any time. Please let us know. And we're on any podcast platform. We're not any, but we're on lots of podcast platforms. So find us there. And if you can, go on iTunes and give us a rating, subscribe, rate, review, Whatever order that's supposed to go, and I don't know. Subscribe, rate, review. Yeah. All the things. Do all, all the things. things. Do all the things. Uh, that'd Find be really a thing great. and do it. We'd, uh, <laughs> we'd really appreciate it, and we hope you guys are having fun with us. Yeah. It's fun for us, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We so. will be back in a couple weeks, and uh, this is Kalina. And this is Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Sh- Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. We'd like to thank Jim Townsend for that sexy music and amazing introductions.